Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. It's a glorious Monday morning. The veil is is thickening and Halloween is over. And so there's no better way (laughs) to move forward with our life than to jump in some soothing music reviews. And and listen, if you're new to this podcast, we review classic movies from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. That is what we do. We laugh too much and we come up with hilarious things about your favorite movies, but we also like to talk about pop culture yeah. of the time that we were at. And we came up with this idea while we were doing brunch episodes that maybe we should talk about classic albums that come from the era, of, you know, the, the the era of like shaping who we were, just like these movies did, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, what, about maybe a month or two ago, we did Sublime Self-Titled. Yeah. And today we decided, we decided that we're going to go with the second studio album by American <laughs> rock band Creed, mm. we're talking Human Clay. And why did we decide this? If you ask yourself that, turn this off right now. I don't know if you're like, I don't not? know if I've heard, I don't know if I've heard that album. Then this is not for you. It's right. Not. What if this right? is this is not about this is not about why this is about why not, guys? That's yeah. very simple. <laughs> we're just speaking it's in song titles. Is what we're doing. Is, that's right. <laughs> I, you, I'm, I'm going to need you though if you are going to stick around for this. I'm going to need you to do it with arms wide open. I mean, ask yourself what if. <laughs> What, what if we weren't to do this? Or what if they didn't make this album? Just search deep down inside yourself and, and know that human clay is inside us all. Yeah. Listen to my voice as the faceless man right now. Yes. Listen to my voice. And we're just the personally, voice. personally, Mike, I think it's beautiful. Ah! <laughs> well, that was the episode, everybody. No, we are going to dive into this album. This was released on September 28th, 1999 yeah, through Wind Up Records, obviously following on the heels of My Own Prison, which mm-hmm. was their first album, which just shocked the world, yes. uh, just came out of nowhere. Uh, it's a massive commercial success, peaking at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 and staying there for two weeks The album spawned two singles that peaked in the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. Higher, peaking at number seven, and with arms wide open, their only number one single ever Hmm. from the Creed. This album sold over 11.5 million copies in the U.S. alone, 20 million worldwide if you're looking at just the U.S. numbers. That is number 47 top-selling album of all time. Wow. It's crazy, man, and it's cool to revisit this as we'll get into, but it's also like hopefully poignant because they're getting back together right now. I've heard because of us. They heard we were going to do well, that. I think good. they found out. Uh, it turns out uh, Scott and Mark, both big listeners of the show, yep. yeah. um, and they really felt it was worthwhile to bring this back. They I, are playing the 
uh, Iowa Jones County Fair. Great Jones County Fair. Great Jones the County Fair. The greatest. And uh, that is in our neck of the woods, obviously, but it's next year, and we all three of us are going. What we're hoping is, mm. is that someone out there knows Scott, knows Mark, or the other two guys. Nobody knows their names. And we're hoping that they will hear this episode and realize that we should probably come hang out with them next summer. Yeah. So make that happen. Right. But I do, before we dive into this, I want to ask you guys, it's September it's fall 1999. Are what are you listening to? Are you listening to this? Is this right up your alley right away when this comes out? Or did you have other things going on in your life musically? Um, I will tell you personally, I was also listening to Three Doors Down. Oh, of course. Self titled. I think or no, Kryptonite. I think it was yep. just it titled Kryptonite was that album. Yep. So yeah. That's what I was jamming. So pretty much Creed and um, uh, Three Doors Down. And Three Doors Down. What yeah, about I you, was Ed? real cool. Uh, I was listening to a lot of corn, a lot of Limp Bizkit, um, and then this as well. Um, Three Doors Down for sure. I will say that I'm not ashamed to say it. Kryptonite from Three Doors Down and this entire album made me want to play specifically distorted guitar. Yep. Uh, because yeah. of the riffs in this and, and the Three Doors Down Kryptonite. like it, this, It's what did it for me. This and ACDC. And uh, I will never... I will never not t- talk highly about this. So no, I, if you talk about that era, I was uh, I was coming out of my grunge phase. Like I was a gigantic, gigantic Pearl Jam fan. Uh, Pearl Jam was phasing out a little bit. Um, let's see, it would have been uh, Yield had just come out, mm. and they were about ready to drop by Gnarl, which is where I started to drop off of that train. But I was getting in big. Uh, Issues by Corn was just about to drop. So mm. we're talking Follow the Leader is what I was listening to. Yeah. Wow. And Significant Other had just come out when this was here. So, mm. so I got to be honest with you, I did have my own prison, but I was like phasing out of that sound pretty hard. So I did not, I didn't, I never owned Human Clay. I never owned it. I did not. I was kind of like, yeah, that's that's not my thing. You know, like, of course, I know the album. I've heard it a million times, but I never bought it. So when this came out, I was not I was not on the Creed train. Just want to set the stage on that. Fair. I have I have my CD that I bought in two thousand. Well, I didn't buy it, but I have my CD that I received in 2000 in my hands right now. The CD is gone inside of the CD case. Of course it is. No telling. I mean, it's in a book somewhere. It's probably. in a booklet. It's that in was a stolen. CD yep. booklet. Yeah, yeah, that was stolen out of your trunk. Out of my uh, Honda Civic. Correct. We do have to talk about the cover art of this album because I, I, I want to know your opinion here. Um, but looking back on this, this this has to be in the running for the worst cover art <laughs> of all time. Like this, this, is, this is so bad. Let's give a let's give a quick breakdown <laughs> on. Um, on on this, so you have a a humanoid with a watch, a pocket watch. He, he, where did he get that pocket watch? We don't know. At the crossroads, and it's like it's like uh, Photoshop was just starting out. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> but, wasn't even Photoshop. Well, but here's the thing: is Photoshop was then at that point too complicated, so they used <laughs> they used Microsoft Paint, <laughs> and they matched these two things together. It's like kind of see through too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, I don't know if that's on purpose or not. It, like they took the template of the crash test dummy guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just made them see through. And they're like, you know, it would be fun. Put them at the the crossroads, like Eric Clapton talked about. Yeah, and people will love. Yeah, this. they'll they'll get it. This is by Mark Tremonte's brother. Brother, yeah, Daniel. And like if Mark Tremonte is like Tremonte, right? Is that Tremonte? Yeah. Tremonte. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, we wanted to. 
wanted to show the crossroads of like what every man goes through. Is like you could go that way, you could go this way, or you could go the other way. And we wanted a, a a man to be popped out of it. And my brother did it, and we were all like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you nailed it!" And His wh- exact quote is. He, our, he said they wanted they wanted the man of clay representing our actions, that what we are is up to us, yeah. that we lead our own path and make our own destiny. How the fuck do you get it out of that? <laughs> like, how does that say what you wanted to say? Why is forming he, clay? Forming like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, yeah. He's you like, know, like that Dick Van Dyke yeah. episode that they were watching. And you're Dick Van Dyke. Did you say Dick Van Dyke? He's offering up this watch. He's like, my watch is broken. I don't know. But he, they, 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 I think think that their feedback the only feedback they gave him in preparation for this was hey you know the font they use for zorro (laughs) use that that's the font we want but there's no z in creed he's like no no just trust me just trust me there will be just give it a shot and And also don't don't capitalize human clay (laughs) more importantly put a shadow behind it too so you can see it trust me but more importantly trust in the lord because the Lord will guide your pen. <laughs> yes, I, I think I think that I remember I remember my first time in Photoshop too, and I put drop shadows on everything, everything, <laughs> everything, including the man himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. Da- I'm All done right. dogging on it. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So let's move into this. We'll kind of go track by track. Stop me if you want to chat about something in particular. You got track one. You got. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? For us to come. Oh, Brian, let's, can we talk about Brian Marshall for a second? Sure. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to tell you right now, Brian Marshall is Creed. Okay? <laughs> Their okay. bass player, um, phenomenal bass player. That man never, never knew to lay down a rhythm section in his life other than just dancing around. Ta- he's taking the baseline for a walk every time he gets a chance. Yeah. That thing is a dog, and he's walking it. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's really uh, well, you know, it's prominent in the mix, which which is what I liked about I this agree. kind of era. Like, Limp Bizkit and Korn, obviously, were huge in that in those mixes. But this is like, you know, you got Mark Tremonte's riffs, which are fucking great. Oh, I want to yeah. talk more about him, too, but, like, the... You're right. He's taking that bass for a walk, but you can hear it. Like it's, you know, there's four members in this. There's a lot of guitars going on. There's more than one in the track going on. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like these four pieces, kind of that 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 sound because the bass takes a more prominent. Uh, in, instead of just kind of laying down just that playing low the end. root note, yeah, just play the root note, move on. Yeah, and you can do that as a bass player. And I I honestly, this is uh, when we talk about it. There was, I've mentioned it when we even talked about Sublime, and oddly enough, we're getting to talk about another band that was crazy influential for me when I was learning how to play the bass guitar. Like, Sublime was huge for that, but Human Clay took it to a whole nother level because, like, Brian Marshall, the way he plays bass is he's fine. He, he knows his way around a bass guitar. There are people that, like play a bass guitar and then there's people who own a bass yeah. guitar yeah. and and brian marshall is great honestly this track is i think it's a great way to kick it off too i, I it's a lot of these songs too man we'll get to it but like their singles aren't they're far away in this whole track listing you know yeah. 
Uh, and it takes a while to get to them. That that could be that's, like kind of daunting to some people. Yeah, like, that's probably the wrong choice. Sure, if yeah. you're especially nowadays you on streaming, you want you got to get to those songs yeah. right away. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a strong choice, I think, too. And I'm, like I'm a fan of an of an album. You yeah, know? I, I I like the singles and on the radio, or whatever. But like I want to see what the whole package is. Hit play on number one and exactly. see what happens. Um, and I think this is a cool way to kick it off. I think it's it it. Uh, um, uh, highlights their dynamics right away. And it's back in an era where there was some serious thought given to what is the order of these tracks. Uh-huh. And like, remember anytime, if you've been in a band, like we all have sometimes picking the track order is one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. And so they, I like to go back to these older albums and be like, okay, they, this is a conscious choice of why this song started off the album. You know? Yeah. It's not, it's not something that you just kind of let fall, like let the chips fall as they may. Yeah. You have to put a lot of thought into that and how, how to keep people's attention. And that's why you said, Sean, it's like, you gotta, you're going to have your singles early in the set, yep. but they didn't do this and that's, mm-hmm. it's bold, but are you ready is an awesome track to start things off with. Well, and if you weren't in right off the bat, like eventually you get to the, Ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. The only never, <laughs> look, look. There's there's two songs I can I can talk about where someone did a countdown for me, and I've hated both of them. It was this. <laughs> Is the countdown of this? I'm like Scott. What, what the fuck are you doing? And it's also the Uno, Dos, Tres, Catorce from you two. I'm Man. like, I hate both. I anytime you're counting in a song, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I will point out. I will. I will continuously point out some of Scott Stapp's uh, mess ups. Okay, in look, vogue in lyrical stylings, and this is one of them. Look, it takes a it takes a bold person to 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 put a a counting down or count of any kind. And you're in good company. Scott Stapp, Bono, yeah. Count Countula. I mean, from Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, wasn't that his name? Is it Count Countula? It's the Count. The Count? It's the Count, dude. Well, there you go. I'm going to call him Count Countula. <laughs> um, What's your name, Count Countula? Count Countula? Great. Sounds good. <laughs> the Count uh, from Sesame Street, he was also really into that that methodology and uh i respect it i think scott took took a good thing I away there you're right it is bold because you know you're dealing with time signatures here and if mm. you're calling out different numbers it's going to be tricky to the musicians wait i'm yeah. counting four, one two three four, four, five, what the fuck? four and six. he's doing uh, 10 in four four time that's, I mean, that's intense that's and, he, and seven is is takes up two counts seven six <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. Oh, and then you get in. You get into what if, which we're, I do. We're just asking questions here. You no, know? We're, are, we're, are you ready? What if? <laughs> All right, we're just asking the real questions. I think do it's you, beautiful. Do you want to know how many questions were asked in the lyrics? <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. Sixty-five questions were asked in Scott Stipp's lyrics in this entire album. Hell yeah! He asked sixty-five questions. It's like, <sighs> what if? Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the. Best tracks on the album. I, I not, do want to know what you have to definitively tell me your favorite and your worst. I mean, okay. so so I do as we go along. Yeah. I need to know that. I think this is definitely my second favorite. My my uh, favorite of the non singles for sure. I think I would agree. Um, it's it's like a rocking song, and I, I mm. really like the intro as well. They have that like like so kind of fading in the background. My note initially was like fucking. Fuck off with the intro and like get into the song. Yeah, like like I don't want to hear this. And then it goes. Quicker! I was like, yeah! start with that. Oh! Start with that. Don't yeah. give me their fucking noodling. Like go go one, two, 
three yeah like th- that's how i want it that's but true. that's my modern day my my big problem my big problem with this album the average track length is five and a half minutes it's, I was, it's long i wanted to bring this but up. that's the, that's the era you have to yeah. remember that but but my modern day pop brain is like get into the song give me what i want and get the fuck out so that yeah. i want to go back and listen to it this is uh this is definitely up there their longest song on this album that we'll get to is six minutes and four seconds long the the shortest track on here is four minutes yep. and 19 seconds that's an average of five almost five and a half five minutes. and a half minutes yeah. that's insane this long you talk about like radio presence and everything they're asking you to keep it to three minutes three minutes 30 seconds at best and like this is bold right here yes and listening through this I, there it doesn't get too daunting for me most yeah. of the time but this is one of the things it's like yeah you could have trimmed that opening baseline like but if you didn't if you trim up this baseline unfortunately you don't get the entirety of whatever stained became so <laughs> yeah. that's Sorry. that's Sorry. the problem that's, Aaron that's Lewis wouldn't have had a career if no. this baseline didn't exist so <laughs> and so for that reason maybe Creed shouldn't have existed yeah you're right <laughs> however well, however what if did make a great presence for Scream Three, that's right. Was this this was technically a, a third single, right? I, I think this was the third yeah. single on the album. Yeah, I think you're right. So I do um, remember this or, one. It was the second single, actually. Oh, really? It was actually the second single it was released as the second single of their album. Damn. Um, and and it was it was the music video had uh, yeah, right. Creed being killed by the Ghostface character ah, that's in Scream. Right? Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah, the video features actor David Arquette. Um, and you can, you can get it on like, I think it's on the VHS or the, or sorry, the, uh, and the DVD or whatever. Cool. Four I'll have to go back and watch that yeah. one. Yeah. That's um, nice timing on that. Yeah. As, far, as far as the, uh, tr- um, the track length is what we're talking about. I, I do agree with you that it's, it stays a little, uh, overstays is welcome almost mm. like it's almost there. They're about ready to go to the next there's, track. There's always something, especially in like these, these leading tracks to like with arms wide open, uh, that grabs me again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll be like, okay, I need a change here, and then it will change, and I'm like, oh, that's there's something in these songs that like gets me back in, and then it usually ends with a, a cool thing, especially this song. It's right. like, what? Well, it's like a, it's a breakdown. I think he's yeah. hitting a china or one of them, you know, um, polka dot symbols. That, I don't, what are polka they dot symbols. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's they the, the technical holes. term. They got the holes in them. Yeah. yeah. The the Swiss symbols, yeah, the dangly uh, ones, the, the, the dangly the, ones. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, and then you get into beautiful. So the, here's where I want to bring something up. Um, like he, Mark Tremonti has some fucking. He's a talented guitar player. Mm-hmm. He's got some riffs, and mm-hmm. like this song's when you start to be like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, yep. like you got some metal background. But my problem is. I have two problems with Mark Tremonti. One, have you ever seen him like on stage before? Yeah. He is quite possibly the most boring guitar player <laughs> I've ever seen. It's always one foot on a floor monitor. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's literally he's just going <laughs> with a stank face. With a stank face. Like that's it. But my my, my, my uh, I play PRF. I hate I hate it. It's, it's it's like the reason I hate PRF. Because it's him. Yes. But my other problem is, is I hear this, he's a really nice guy. I'm oh sorry. no. I, I, I no, know. dude, dude. People talk shit about people other like they talk shit about me my yeah. fucking drumming i don't care uh but the his 
unabil- his inability to decide what kind of guitarist he is because he'll go from these fucking badass riffs yeah. to every song has this annoying clean tone Middle Eastern guitar part. Like yeah, me blue baby do 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 do, and then he clicks back into and like he can't seem to decide what his style is on this album. Yeah, am I am I wrong in thinking that there every are song times, has this Middle Eastern feel to it? There are times it doesn't come across like as eclectic. It comes ac- across as like a little clunky. Like no one could tell him no. Like he's like, "What about yeah. this?" And they're like, "Yeah, I mean, it, it, fits. it works." Did write most of the music. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And and I mean honestly, I I believe that it it has its place though. And there are there are these moments that are yeah. And I think it was different for the time too. Oh, oh yes, it, you have to go back in time. It, it, this is nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was interesting, and uh, the only thing I would say is I, there's a difference between uh, his his heavy rock tone is like very well defined, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was maybe something very meticulously put oh, together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whereas the clean tone doesn't feel that way. Just, yeah, and it, that's where it comes across it, as clunky. Just to me. put a chorus on it. Yeah, a chorus pedal on on the yeah. on the clean tones, and that's it. And I I really am not a fan of that sound, especially for this like it just it is cheesy for this time era. Even though like we are saying it was 1999, but still even like aerials from System of a Down oh, God, sounds. Yeah. I, I don't like that intro either. Yeah, and you, yeah, you at least they've grown up though, because if you go back and listen to My Own Prison, the entire song has a chorus effect on it, like throughout the whole album. Yeah. So yeah. at least they've they've moved on from some other stuff. And I do have issues too. Maybe you guys have heard me talk about this, like being able to go back in time to the 90s and hear the dr- drums. Most drummers are very behind the beat in, oh. in 90s. 90s grunge really brought that to the forefront of just the like, yeah, I'm just feeling it, man. And, and that <laughs> snare just comes right behind the downbeat. And it and it and I never noticed it as a kid because that's how I learned up playing it. Yeah. But now that I've been playing to click tracks and like really honing in my skill of like and listening to pop music about how fucking polished pop music's like ahead of the beat yeah and then you hear a drummer like him who's clearly good but he's just he's just lagging behind the whole song i don't know if you guys it's, can it's borderline that. played on a swing almost to yeah, a degree it's like, like, it's, like, it's like it is and it's know? almost a crutch because i i, I notice and and re-listening to this like most of the choruses in in these songs especially this uh first first chunk um in the chorus he 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 will do like play three measures and then on the fourth measure coming into the the next measure he will do that off uh hi-hat yeah, yeah, yeah. clasp yeah it's almost every song yeah and, and it's cool it's it's a very cool beat but i'm just like Come on, mix it up a little bit. You will notice that he pretty much plays the song. It's, it's the same groove on pretty much every song. I actually looked at this. Three of all of all 11 songs, three songs are at 144 BPM. Okay. Oh, three, really? Three songs. And four songs are at 138. Wow. So seven songs are within six BPM of each other, all half time. So it's... Yeah. Like that's it's kind the album kind of sounds the same to me. It sounds like it's you're you know kind of walking through mud or clay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're trudging through <laughs> human clay. <laughs> that's what we were going for. Well, you get it oh, then. You, you get it. You got it. It's like it it does. It, it, it you saying that seems like it kind of paved the way for you know Nickelback yes. and Puddle of Mud and you know bands like that that would keep coming along it's it, that weird tempo of any if you go between 130 and like 160 
it's undanceable. It's like but, the undanceable. Yeah. Uh, but but, but it's rock and roll though, so it's it's more like it's, like this. Yeah. You know? oh. Like it's yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I can groove to this. Nod in your yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, but it's never. It's it's like the worst. If you're writing a pop song, you stay out of that. You oh, don't okay. go anywhere near those tempos. With, yeah. You know? Within these time signatures, though, I do think they make it a little interesting. Yes. Sometimes, uh, but like even in uh, I think it's what if or even beautiful it might be. Um, like the choruses are like the the kind of breakdown part mm-hmm. if you if you could say is off when it comes back in like yep. they 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 emphasize the the note and the beat four measures before they actually come in and i like that about it like it's like uh, it's like a stutter kind of step yep. a, a mm-hmm. little bit yep. it like makes you uh kind of alter a little bit I, I like it yeah alter bridge there you go what do you want about that what about uh say i any thoughts about say i song say I. except for my screenshot of the say i yeah say i yeah there's a lot of yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did, did you look up how many i did says, yeah. a so, thousand yes yes so i didn't I, I, I didn't actually add up all the yes yes I'll, I'll save that for later i didn't add okay. up all the yes but i do have a segment about that okay it's a segment if you need so, and you do. If you need this in your life, look up Creed Shreds on YouTube. Creed Shreds. <laughs> Have you? There's actually nothing better. And there's a lot of shred videos. But if <laughs> if you don't, if you want to watch one, <laughs> got, to, got to take off my, my gloves. gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I love every time they come back to the drummer. He's fucking. But they're like clearly just. <laughs> It's, oh, we there's will. No, there's no kick to any of it. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna cause a resurgence of Creed Shreds. We're gonna bring back. We're gonna we're gonna bring back a Creed Shreds video. But uh. it's like it's it's what I feel like sometimes when I'm watching Creed. Yeah. <laughs> His head gets <laughs> 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 uh, Say I say I is a is a great. I I think it's a good song. It's it's probably up there. Um, Maybe number six for me, as far as it all goes. Okay. It's, it's a very middle of the pack track to me. I'll be the first one then to to bring up my least favorite on the album. Okay, uh, wrong way is my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, how's that one go? It's very memorable. It's the wrong way. Yeah, it? I know. That's all I can. Right here, here's the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had this in my head. Turn that, I had this in my head up. all day. <laughs> all right, so listen. There you go. There you go. There's got to be something no, else. No, there's not. <laughs> there's got to be something else. I need something else. <laughs> Just this time with distortion. Body told me the wrong way. listen listen this this song this is the worst song on the album (laughs) i told you they they ask they ask 65 total questions on the album 10 of the questions are asked in this song there's also 55 yeah (laughs) he says yeah 55 times in this song this this is an example of just because you can play a not four four time signature doesn't mean you should do What's it. What's that song that uh uh it's oh fuck. It's like yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like your soul. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you mean yeah? I know yeah. the famous story with that is like they the the uh, producers were like, "What the like? What is? What are you gonna do there?" Like, I just will just say yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right, and it worked. And it was it a huge out. hit. But like again, like the, making choices just because you can play in a, in another time signature doesn't mean you should. And just because you don't have a lyric doesn't mean you have to. You have to do something. Yeah, just shut the fuck up and don't say yeah. Yeah, like just let the cool guitar riff play. Sometimes, <laughs> like, why are we saying yeah? Well, Scott Stapp needed to be heard, <laughs> and he need he needed you to listen to him. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I like that. Ooh, no, that's no, good. No, oh, no, wow. I, no, no, no. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna <laughs> no, do it. Please, you guys mark it up. Not, yeah, please, please mark don't. it up. Mark it up. No, I'll go do it. Yeah, that was a great recommendation, bro. Oh my so god, we are so it's so much time and tape. This is gonna this is gonna cost us another three thousand dollars. <laughs> Scott gets what Scott wants. Scott, Scott, he's working through the Lord. Scott, don't stop. Yeah. Steps. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> stop it. He, I demand it. He, 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 he steps. <laughs> The the buck steps here. <laughs> Don't stab believing. <laughs> no stabbing me now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is that anyone else's choice for a worst song? I on think the album? that's definitely up there, bro. Yeah, um, you got to make a commitment, though. Like uh, you can go, you can pick something else if you want to, but you have to. Make I a still commitment. like it. Like I, uh, I'm just saying, worst on the album. Yeah, it's, no, you're could right. still be amazing. I think I'm with you. Like song, you could just be like, yeah. If I have to pick one song to never hear again, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I know. I, I'll, I'm gonna wait. Okay. Well, what about Faceless Man then? Well, I like we're Faceless about to Man. find out. I like Faceless Man a lot. Um, I just wish that it it didn't take. I just wish it didn't take 45 seconds to get into a That's song. That's my problem. Like, like every you, song. Sometimes you just want to hear the song. Like <sighs> I don't have to warm up to it. I just want to hear like, what do you got? Let's hear the riff. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I, I and this is where the human clay lyric comes from is in the faceless man, I guess. Do you got well, it? Well, the the problem is is that the human clay man has a face. So <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. It's on the cover. Uh I don't know. This is this might be up there because uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like kind of getting a little bit of a tease of it. It's like like give me more. There's nothing. There's nothing happening. No, and and his lyrics, like again, I, I I can make fun of anything. Like I can make fun of actors and be like they're a shitty actor or whatever. It's like because I'm a shitty actor, you know. Like I, you should read some of the lyrics I wrote in like college. Like I am not a good lyricist, so I'm allowed to make fun of Scott Stapp when he just is not a good lyricist. He sounds like he's trying. He's trying too hard to be artsy. In his lyrics, but he's just not good at it. Yeah, right? I mean, a lot of people uh, compare him, and maybe he honestly he just compares himself to uh, yeah. um, Jim Morrison. But Ugh, um, no, but a lot of people say Jim Morrison's lyrics are like I can see that, like like pretentious. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like just like oh god, really? Like would you fucking man up? 
Uh, but listen to this. So this, uh, I, I spent a day by the river. It was quiet and the wind stood still. I spent some time with nature to remind me of all that's real. It's funny how silence speaks sometimes when you're alone and remember that you feel. <laughs> you're like, I mean, and you're, you're just sort of trying too hard. I think you're just trying to rhyme, Scott, and you don't have a dictionary. That's maybe it. It's, um, it's kind of what it is. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like there, there are moments in his, there are mu- moments in their music that I really do, really buy into it. Oh yeah, and I really do. And I think most of the time, though, that's coming from the rock side of things, and not the, not not these not these moments in the album. This is one you of know? those albums that I'll compare to a movie that we've that we cover. Like let's say Cobra. Like I acknowledge that it is not. Great, right? But as far as my esoteric taste goes, I like it because it's not great at the same time. But I also think that it's great. Yeah, does that make any no, sense? No, it's it's great because it, it you don't have you're not it's like not sitting so bad, back and yeah you're not, not think that. you're not you don't have to think too hard. You're just like ah, that's a cool yes. song. Yes, and I I, I really yeah. think that the ending takes a cake on this song. Okay, like, so much. Like, yeah, beyond the face. Yeah, that's man. true. Like he when he really gets into it. Yeah, it's really cool. I. And that's the thing is like, and like you say, Mike, it's, we can dog on anything. The, I, I do believe. I haven't sold 20 million records. Correct. <laughs> so like, I, so you can very easily just be like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're right. I'm sorry that this, <laughs> this album right. is 11 time platinum certified and diamond. also diamond. I don't like the lyrics. <laughs> so, well, I don't really think it's like, yeah, well, that it too actually bad. doesn't matter what you it think. It really doesn't matter because, because the world has spoken because they did it. Wes um, Craven likes it. <laughs> yeah. Enough to, to put him into a movie with David Arquette. Um, <laughs> No, I, no, I, I don't think it's again. I don't think it's my least favorite. Okay. God, it's really then it what might about be close, what about Never Die? That's the next track. This is another example for me in my notes of of like the just because you can doesn't mean you should. There's a moment for no reason they add a second uh, like a one extra note, one extra beat. Here, um. I got it for you. Man, you you know like like I want that from your band, Sean. Like I want to hear that from and from, we do do that. Yes, that's where I want that. I don't want it in a four four rock song where one where time. no one. I didn't expect it to happen, I, and you never like went back it. to it. I like it just because I'm like, oh shit. Uh. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like I, maybe they could have done it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah like, maybe a little. Like bit. do it every chorus on that one extra every part other. Or yeah, like be like Sponge that song by uh uh sorry or sorry uh. Yes, Let's sponge. Uh, uh, Possum Kingdom, Kingdom yep. Toadies. Po- oh, Toadie, yeah. Do that. That's fucking tight. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, so that. that those are just the moments where anytime I go back into a popular, because this is this is pop. This is popular music. It's yeah. pop rock. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I don't want to hear that. Yeah, you know, like like don't be smart on me here. You know, do just play the song. It, that might be up there with with one of the um, worst tracks for me. Uh, it is. It that's. I do like the gun gun. Yeah, gun, gun, yeah like of course. Uh, I cool. love that song. I'll be honest with you. Oh, okay. Like this song is this song's great for me. And I like everything you're saying, I'm just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, <laughs> everything no, you guys are it. saying, I'm just like, no, that's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm I, like, fuck, dude. Yes, that's. I want to be in that band. This is like, awesome. The the chorusy guitar, the chorus yep. effect on the guitar is like, eh, uh, it's 
like Limp Biscuit. It sounds exactly like it, Limp yep. Biscuit. It's it's like lost between Limp Biscuit and like something Nirvana would have done. True. Yeah. You know, yeah. very randomly. And I, I love that. I I I've, I, I think think about that. That's true. I think you're I think this song is pulling from a lot of different places in the music world. And when they add in that Mark Tremonte pickup hiccup guitar, yeah. whew, I mean, you got a banger. Yeah. Like it's, that's it. That for, for me, that's, that's great. That never does. Right. That never dies. Well, speaking of bangers, you're now getting into with arms wide open. Oh, on, how's man. this one go? Can you potentially the most listened to <laughs> song of late 1999 and the early 2000s. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere I, without hearing this song. I have to, yeah. I have to uh, confess a little bit. Like, even today, I'm not a parent. You guys are. I got choked up listening to this song. Mm. I think, obviously, that's what this song is about. Like, even it if is, he's talking yeah. about yeah. Christ I think or that's what the first track's about, too. The, yeah. the countdown for life to begin or whatever. Like, AJ, you have a, you have a son. I'm like... I was thinking about you and Harrison while listening to this. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, this is a great fucking song. And yeah. I, I still I still think it, it I mean, obviously it gets to me. Uh, it's uh you talk about it, it's uh or you mind if I read this little excerpt about the uh, lyrics or something? No, so, I was gonna read that. Oh, you could read it if you want to. <laughs> you can read it. Oh, uh, so well it was it said uh he was writing the lyrics. Um, to this song during their for their tour for my own prison and that was when he found out that his uh, then wife was pregnant with his first child yep and so that's when he started writing like and this is the thing that his descriptive lyrics like you were talking about beforehand mike of like oh i went out and i sat in the woods and then i thought boy if i could it's like old and oh, oh they're gonna love that. oh yeah but then you have him do this it's like well i just heard the news today turn my life is going to change it's as if he's writing it and just- you're like yeah, he's, it's like he can't go back and change it. Once he writes the line, he's like, I gotta keep going. <laughs> that is true. And like you know, sometimes it it just it he smokes it. You just gotta sometimes Other you times, just gotta say just what not. you need, what needs to be said. And yeah, that's, that's what he does here. Like I'll be the first to to say I I I've never really liked his Scott Stepp's delivery on things. You sure. know, the extra syllables, the 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 clear and ud- obvious rip off of. Eddie Vedder, but then also being like, no, I didn't rip that off. You're like, I've never liked that, but like the the design of this song and the message of this song, yeah, like I was always like, yeah, whatever. And then you do have a kid, and you're like, yep, I remember that. Yeah. I remember going through that. You know, like, and still having those those moments of just being like, hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you everything. I'm gonna try to do my best. I really, yeah, yeah I really, like, I'm yeah. gonna show you love. I'm gonna show you everything. I I, I love that line. Yeah, I think it's great. The Welcome problem, to this place. The only problem I have is like I'm like, oh man, that's such a that's such a beautiful like um, single, you know, cover art. And then I realized, boy, you just had to go 1998 with it <laughs> with the tribal with the tribal the tribal. You gotta get rid of it. That's I feel like that's Mark Tremonte. That's like it's He's like like you know it'd be great. Daniel Tremonte put a stamp on that. <laughs> he watermarked it, and then they they forgot to take it off for the final cut. It's like. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's what happened. It's like you have a beautiful like picture, which very well. Who knows? Maybe that really is like Scott Stapp's hand with his son's hand. And you're like, That's gorgeous. What the fuck is that? Like, tribal? Why did we? Why are you? Why is there tribal tits <laughs> over that picture? 
God. That's what I think, and it's sad. Yeah, it's okay though. But you, get, it's okay. It's okay because you get to. It's okay because you get the one of the best songs. You get one made. of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> is this is this your top track? A hundred percent. This is your top track. Yes, I think for me, I think it's higher. I think it's the next. I think it's the next track. Can you take me higher? I think. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's sorry. That's my choice. Oh my God! No, sorry. That I thought. I thought with our yes. Okay, thank you. So yeah. we are on the same page that hires the jam. Yes, I think this higher is the, song, is the jam. Right? It, it's 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 the epitome of this album to me. Like it's 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 uh it's all at the same time cheesy. Yep. Um, and it's soft. It's actually loud. a really great fucking song. Yeah. Like really well put together. Um, and I, the lyrics are are great. It's you know it. Every time one of our buddies has a wedding, we we lift we lift them up with, to this song. Like that's we, fucking. We there's video of it at my wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, where both of us were not there. Correct. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we didn't mention that on the uh, the three year anniversary recap about how. Oh yeah, I think that was the. I think that was the time when we had to do our remote episode. Was around your wedding. It's probably right around there. I think because it was. It was like it was all kind of coming to a head at yep. that point. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. fucking awesome, though. I didn't realize you guys did that. It, yeah, it's it's a great. I mean, we used to cover it in our our band FFO. It's it's a fun song to play. Even like I don't know. Man. Well, that's it, it one is. of those songs you were talking about where the guitar and the bass are identically playing the riff. Pretty much. Yeah. They, they all do that. Brian Brian Marshall again is like coming back around and playing uh, his own riff underneath Mark Tremonti's riff. You know, and they're doing a lot of this in sync. And again, you have. He is he's making this song his own. He's not just laying a bass of uh, the bass notes down. He's making it his own. If you if you listen to the bass, he's moving around the entire time. Yep. And but and very systematically. It's very good. It's and a very the, good bass. This line. whole album is pretty much in drop D, I believe, and with, as far as Mark Tremonti goes, and this song is in D. It's got to be because it's just o- opens the whole time. Um, but I think they make the most of it. Like. It, Give me a more, I mean, you hundreds more, but give me a more iconic lick than yeah, like yeah. everyone knows. Come it. on, it's so good. It, it's uh, it's just it, it is. It's this is, I think, the top track of the album. Top it's track. it's absolutely, and I believe this is uh, this was the first single that was released, and yep. then you had What If, and then you had um, weird uh, that they arms just... right, wide open. Yeah, it almost feels like Arms Wide Open was not like they were almost like, well, yeah, it's a beautiful song, but like it doesn't fit on the does it fit in our style, yeah. whatever. We we'll just put it on there. We'll it almost feels it's it's like a Limp Biscuit Faith moment almost or a Sugar Ray Fly moment where you didn't think a song was going to take off like it did because yeah. it didn't fit your normal styling. But yeah, I think you're right, man. Uh, what was uh, there's another version of that that was with uh it was strings. Uh, Tom Petty, he had a song. What was that? Oh, what, really? was, what was the song that Tom Petty released that was uh, he they weren't going to release the song, but it put uh-huh. it on the album. Was it Free Fallen? Oh, probably. I think it was Free Fallen that this was a song that was like a last minute add on. And they they said, don't don't release that song. Don't put it on there. And they did. And that's the way it feels like kind of like with with arms wide open. It's like they needed a third single and they kind of chose this one and it, it took off for them. I don't know, but I think for me that sort of that sort of ends the album for me. Like yeah. I, I, it does. It's just weird. Again, the, these last these last 
three songs are all the exact same BPM. I think Wash Away Those Years and Inside Us All are not only the same BPM, but the same key. They're yeah. both G. It's like, you know, like you've ar- I've already heard this one. Now I'm hearing the next one. Same speed, same beat, same key. They, they're they're kind of take they're kind of leave it's for me. By know, the like, way, higher is forty eight minutes into the into the whole album. Nuts! It's crazy. But yeah, I I agree. It's they're fine. They're, like, they're okay. It's, it's it's a good way to you know I guess you don't want to end on one of your singles. No, no, no. But it does make this album like a little wonky. It it does make it makes it unperfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> Other than all the other songs. I do have a couple uh, things I wrote for you, unless you want to talk about those well, two songs at all. Yeah, the go only, ahead. The only thing I can think of is, I think it's Inside Us All is the only, it, like, Wash Away Those Years does not do much of anything for me. That right. might be my least favorite album on, or f- song on the album. Yep. Is, is Wash Away Those Years and then probably somewhere like Faceless Man. But um, other than that, I mean, Inside Us All, I think only gives just like a a little bit of a finish. I don't know why you would finish on this song personally. I think you're you're thinking, well, whatever. I mean, ends of albums are kind of what it is. It's uh, we need to fill a little more time. They're generally your, your either your statement song that feels right to end the album, or it's just kind of like yeah, whatever. Yeah, people. It's will, hard to end an album. Too. It's very hard, man. It seems like these last two songs were B sides, and they threw them on there yep. so that way yeah. they could get they could get a longer track length. Or, or like album length, you know. That's I'll, honestly the way those two songs feel. I'm t- I'm telling you right now, though, man. Like it, re- revisiting this, it may in in the resurgence of Creed right now. Like they just announced a mm-hmm. U.S. tour, and they're they gonna, they're going to be doing it with Three Doors Down and like a bunch of other bands. Damn. Dude, uh, honestly, Eleven. I'm I truly want to go. I, uh, that would we be should. great. Um, I I think it filled me with so much joy listening to this album yeah. today and in the past few days. Uh, and I think that. Follow Creed on Instagram because they're doing like funny bits, like you know uh, uh, Scott Stapp will like enter the studio. And be like, yeah. Hey, like he, he did like the track list. And he's like, "Are you ready? Yeah, uh, hey guys, what if we? You know, he, <laughs> they're doing stupid. I bits. hope, I hope maybe they learn from the rise and fall of the band in right. a way that yeah. that they can like, hey, you're not God. Like, let's be cool about it this time yeah. around. Like, yeah. I hope that's how it goes. Well, and his, it feels like it is. I mean, he had Scott Sepp had especially had a bunch of problems, oh, yeah. like especially with his ego and drugs. And Brian Marshall was kicked out of the band. Yeah. Had some major problems. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, like they've gone through a lot, and they seem they seem like fucking real cool now, man. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. Like, I am it, too. With with like that that whole lineup was was announced today, and I'm like Finger Eleven, all them. Like, that's the when we were young festival for yes, me. Yes, it is. I know. Dude. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, that's that's. Fun. Funny man, because there's a different time. There's when the, we were young. there's yeah. the 2007 <laughs> version of that, and then there's like the 19, there's the 2000 version of yeah, that, and true. it's very different. Very true. Yep. 2001 was very different from 2007. Yeah, and it's crazy how much music like tra- changed in that amount of time. I have a five star review from you on Amazon from Brad in 2001. He says, Lovely. "Calling this a grunge album is very simplistic. This band and this album have far more elements to their sound beyond that overrated early '90s sound. There are elements of guitar rock along with an almost spiritual feeling in spots. Clearly, this album is poppier than its predecessor, but it is truly fantastic for sure. With arms wide open, is one of the best singles of the past decade. A beautiful and moving song." Higher is a great hit as well that also rocks. 
Are you ready? And what if are quality rot tracks that were almost or that were also released? Beautiful is just that a beautiful track. The most affecting track of all to me is wash away those years, a hauntingly beautiful song with a sad emotional message. It took me many years to accept the fact that eighties melodic rock was buried by an inferior, in my opinion, brand of rock in the nineties. Albums such as this, however, make me realize that some worthy music did in fact come from that decade. Clearly, this is one of the best, most enjoyable, most meaningful, popular albums from that time. Call it 4.75 stars for a truly superior effort from its time. Nice. In 2001. But you got to go one opposite. You got to go to Classic Rock Magazine. <laughs> Classic Rock Magazine and Louder said, where Eddie Vedder told stories and painted pictures with his words and voice, Stapp mistakes the trite for the profound and delivers Hallmark card lyrics with an earnestness bordering on the comical. But wow. I did want to bring that up. Though. I want to bring that up about Pearl Jam, though, because this is as much as you love Brian Marshall, uh, Brian Marshall, before he was kicked out of the band, yeah. very high on his alcoholism, said in an interview that Eddie Vedder wishes he could write like Scott Stapp. He claimed that during an interview on a Seattle radio station with radio personality Andy Savage in 2000, going on to slag Pearl Jam in their hometown. He said, looking at their album sales and fans, you can just see their decline. Wow. He was, he, was wow. Said that, he said that on live on air, uh, basically predicting that Pearl Jam would lose its lust and Creed would be the next worldwide fame. Uh, and that didn't happen. That did not happen. No. Well, but it, it is coming from his comments about a guy's vocals and writing songs is about a guy who did write these lyrics. Scott Stapp did. Okay. Let's play ball. It's game day. We watch strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. One strike, two strikes, swing away. A diving catch, a stolen base. A perfect game, a triple play. Have you ever heard that song before? You know, some, some people, you know, it, Did. If, if you were commissioned to write a theme song for a baseball <laughs> And you would. You would for the money, and I would too. I would totally do. What are you going to do? Have you, have you heard that? No. It's, uh, he wrote the theme song for the Florida Marlins. It's called, like, of course he did. Sore Marlins Sore. <laughs> it's it's okay. amazing. I challenge you all to go to YouTube and type that in. Uh, I, let me make sure I get the, the name right here because Please. it's very important that you do this. Uh, sore Marlins Creed. Because it's a very cool play. It's called Marlins Will Soar by Scott Stapp on YouTube by Rami You Rock. Go there, not only to hear the song, but also to read the comments. I'm, I'm going to read you a couple real quick. <laughs> They're so good. Hold on. Uh, wow, this is the most epic song ever. Fact. Scott Stapp, J Jose Reyes, and anthropomorphic Marlin actually travel around Southern Florida <laughs> solving mysteries and curing the sick with Scott Stapp's magical touch and soothing lyrics. I, I have always I have always loved how he just starts listing out baseball things. <laughs> this song has as much to do with the Marlins as Scott has Scott staff has to do with music. <sighs> aim aim for the stars, and even if you miss, you will end up in the clouds. <laughs> like he just, it's like very positive comments here. Oh, I, I listened to this song on repeat, and now I can walk. I was crippled for twelve years before that. <laughs> An anthropomorphic fucking marlin. <laughs> the Lord truly speaks through this man. So I want you to go. I want you to go listen to it, and then comment. Confused breakfast sent me here. That's what I want That's you guys you read need. the comments because it's it's fucking awesome. Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I heard this song at a terrible junction in my life. I was six feet from the edge, and I was honestly thinking, <laughs> maybe six feet ain't so far down. <laughs> then I heard the roar of Scott's voice urging me to soar, and now I get strikeouts, base hits, and... <laughs> And durable place. <laughs> <laughs> durable place. Durable. Put an R in durable place. Uh, now I'm a millionaire who bangs a lot of women. Let's go Marlins. <laughs> Love the internet. Durable. I get strike out space. It's a durable place. I don't think that's the typo. I think Let's go really Marlins. Know. Let's go Marlins, man. Let's go, cool. guys. All right. Oh, oh base I, it now. I didn't want to leave you with those, but uh, oh. any final thoughts on Creed Human Clay, my fellows? It was fun revisiting, man. <laughs> I, yeah. And I uh, it, I've, I revisited uh, 10 years, um, The Autumn Effect by 10 years, and I love that album, and it's this kind of reminding me of it. Uh, I think that's a little bit better. Ten years is, but um, I, you know, I still have a, a place in my heart for this, and will always have a place in my heart for higher. Oh no yeah, matter, no oh, matter what, hundred percent, yeah, percent. Like th- this is um, this is an album that honestly you can trim the fat on. Uh, that I think they're following the rules of kind of the pre two thousands. You know, this nineteen ninety eight ninety nine time frame um, of hey, we need to have a bare minimum ten tracks on this on this album. And I think honestly, if they if they had released this even with um, nine tracks or potentially even eight tracks, then I think it I think you would have had a much better cohesive album. That yeah. being said, the parts that are um, that I am talking about that you would keep around that makes for honestly some of the best songs maybe that came out of these years. Yeah. So I, I really do believe that. And uh, you know, you talk. And it's it's fun to make fun of, right? Oh, yeah, it's fun to make fun of. But in the end, I'm really glad that they are getting back together, yes, and kind of coming back to to do this and uh, and give us one more time around the earth, you know. Yep, I would. I will definitely go to the show with you boys. Yeah, great. Uh, before we leave, though, we got to listen to a voicemail. I promise, I'm going to keep right. bringing these voicemails back. Here is a voicemail today. Call us at three one nine eight zero four ninety five ninety six. Today's caller. My name is John Cade. I'm from uh, Florida, about south of Tampa. And I've been listening for a long time. Actually, the first time I uh, saw it was on TikTok when you did the Great Outdoors, I believe. Um, and the weird thing that I, that I like to do is listen to something from beginning to end. So I just finished, um, can't even remember. I'm starting Boondock Saints right now. Nice. I listen to them in my car while I'm driving. Um, but I am, I'm on the younger side, uh, just born right before 2000. So all these movies um, are something that I would watch with my parents or some of my older cousins, but you guys are great. It seems like um, we're just joking around, and I can listen to you guys the funniest things ever. Um, but I would love a Ocean's Eleven um, mm. review, but you guys are great. You make me laugh, smile, enjoy my whole day of work delivering pizzas, but uh, you guys mm. are great. You have a great day. I, I'm eating dinner. I want some pizza. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and you deliver up some pizzas. We will bring the beer and the whiskey. And uh, you can hang out while we record an episode. Done. There it is. And we'll do Ocean's Eleven. And, well, and while, while we do Ocean's Eleven, yeah, yes. You'll sit on that couch over there and eat pizza while we talk about Ocean's Eleven. Correct. 
That's thanks that's for calling it. in, man. But at I, least I, let uh, us know ahead of time so we can plan on it. Well, yeah, yeah, we want to make sure it's a whole thing. We have to kind of plan for that. We got to line up schedules, you know. But that's that's you calling in. I thanks for saying that we put a smile on your face. Yeah, means a lot. Thank you so much for calling in, man. Love that we got you down there in Florida. And you, uh, if you're driving around, you're hearing our voices, that just that puts a smile on my face. So, Well, we're Appreciate out of here. It. We'll see you next time. What if? <laughs> Beautiful. What if we end this message? Say I. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.